0: Hey y'all, this is Noah Carter, and this is Let's Chat with Carter. Alright y'all, so today's gonna be a little different, let's see here. Um, We're gonna be talking about dating. Uh, recently I had a relationship fail and I thought this would be a perfect time to be talking about that. So yeah, that's probably going to be the title. So I'm glad you're back. But yeah, let's talk about dating now. So as I said, I had a recent relationship fallout and I decided to have this topic because I thought it wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't talk about relationships and dating. Like you have to get at that at some point. Like, I think that that's just like a, a, a podcast staple and I'm ready to have it. So here we are getting into the thick of things and ripping the bandaid off, just all in. Um, So to start off, I am not a therapist. Let's get that out the way for for, for sure, for sure. Um, I am not licensed, certified in no type of way to be given advice, but I have stories and experiences and i like to share them. So yeah. I mean, if you can relate to it, or maybe you may this may happen to you, and this can be helpful in some type of way. You can come back to it, do what you need to do, do whatever, repurpose this content however you need to repurpose it. You know what I'm saying? Um, just don't hold me to anything. I feel like if you say it's your opinion, you not know can get sued. So yeah, in my opinion, this is that. Um. So, so yeah, dating. What is dating like for me? Uh, So let's start off with the fact that, like, for comparison's sake, I am 22 years old. I am black. I am gay. I am lean, muscled. Face, let's give it about an 8 out of 10 just to, like, keep me a little, you know, if we're going to be realistic because no one's a 10 out of 10. I don't care who you are. I don't care. No, nobody's a 10 out of 10. We're going to say that first and foremost. So i think a is a q i think nine would be almost on that perfect if not perfect you know because no one's perfect so i would say i'm a i'm a close perfect you know this would be cute i think i am i like myself um so we're going to say 8 out of 10 for face and then we'll give another 8 out of 10 for style almost darn that. Mm, eight, mm, i wouldn't even give me nine. i would say would mm, i give me an a I'll give me an A just to be cute, but like realistically, probably 7.5. Because like once I get the budget budget there to be dressing how I want to dress, then yeah, I would say 10 out of 10 for my creativity. Like I know I'm a creativity and I can dress down. I can dress down. Anyways, this is this is about dating. Why am I talking about my style? Anyways, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, a I'll give me 7.5 slash A out of 10 for style. And then dating is predominantly in Los Angeles, California. So with that information, do what you see fit with, you know, like, in comparison, do what you need. So I I just want to give y'all a good imagery of what's happening here. If you haven't seen me, if you're not following me on social media, that's who I am. That's my current situation. That is the sitch. Um, But yeah, so I think dating is cute for me. Like, I don't have problems with Finding someone I'm attracted to or them being attracted to, like, you know, vice versa. Um, I wouldn't say I'm deemed, I I don't know where I'm deemed attractive, but like I, by whatever standard, I would say I fit into like the attractive sphere. I have no problems. I've never been like called ugly. I've never been shamed that type of way. So that's kind of where I stand on the, I guess the beauty spectrum. So you can take whatever you will with that information as well, um, and then I'm not here to be complaining about men. Men will be a topic of uh, of discussion, and they will be shit on. I'm um, be honest, they're, you know, because everyone does, regardless of your gender, your sex, or whatever. Everybody is capable of doing some unspeakable things, but we will be speaking about them. So I guess they're not as unspeakable but yeah so we'll be talking about but men will be the topic of your discussion because i am gay so therefore like if i haven't said it like 15 times already i am that so that is my clientele <laughs> so yeah dating is difficult in general but gay dating is diff- i think it's harder i don't know obviously i can't compare but i would assume like i don't know there's just so much trauma with gay dating that is just like you would not be thinking Like, when I talk to, uh, I think I'm in comparison to when I talk to women about them dating men, it's very different. It is very different. Like, I feel like communication is always a big thing. I think men lack proper, I don't even want to say training because it almost sounds, like, animalistic, like, as if, like, a pet or dog or whatever. But, like, to be educated and well-versed in communication is not very common in men and sometimes in most cases i feel like gay men know how to communicate but they choose to be petty instead of communicate that's why of my experience but let me not get to like let me not skip because we have a lot to talk about but yeah so as someone who just wants to settle and like you know settle down i've been analyzing what it is to um to be a young gay man uh, more and more, and got, like, you know, more and more complex, and this is my personal history, what my personal history has taught me, per se, you know, Th- these are my experiences, again, it is my opinion, and my experiences, so personally, uh, personally, I think men are horny, I'm gonna just say it there, I'm gonna just say it right there, and then men are horny, as a gay man, testosterone, is just doubled. I feel like because of like, you know, there's two men in this situation, just the levels of testosterone in the dating world has just doubled. Like it's just automatically doubled. So we're constantly playing with fire. And as I try to think and brainstorm, I think I would presume, like, presume, assume that most men think with other places than their brains, you know, like, in my experience, that's what I see, especially when I go to the club. But anywho, yeah, that's how, where I am currently. I think a lot of men are just horny. Like, I think for, even for me, like, it's easy to fall into, like, not necessarily, I don't want to say sexualizing in, like, a bad way. But, like, you know, like, if you're attracted to something, you're attracted to something. And that's, like, very common. Like, you kind of, I feel like with, when it talks to when you're talking to gay men in general, like another gay man and another gay man talking, there's like this unspoken dialogue that you're differentiating whether or not you're gonna be either friends with this person or you're looking to have intimate relations with them. I feel like that always happens and that's always a thing with any relationships like me introducing my other gay friends to my other gay friends, me inter- like, you know, interacting with another gay man. That's just like a thing in its own. So there's that. There is that. I think, personally, I think we struggle on that, that, like, area or cup of tea. Like, yeah, I think we just struggle on that. Uh, But then there's, like, the second thing where, like, sex is easy. Like, there's dating apps, there's social media. Like, you can find, if you aren't happy with one, you can find another one. Like, I don't know. I think gay dating is just, like, very difficult. Even talking about it is kind of just, like, ugh. It's exhausting. It's really exhausting. But here we are. But my number three would be, we have deep scars. Like, I think that's the biggest thing is trauma. Trauma in the gay community is rampant. Like, you never know someone's trauma. I think with anyone, you never know someone's trauma, obviously, regardless of their sexuality. But, like, with gay men, there's, like, always this this known trauma of being in the closet or, like, be, having to filter yourself for the hetero community because being gay in most places it still seemed as bad or deemed bad we feel like we have to hide or monitor ourselves every day it's beyond hard to be vulnerable with someone else especially when so many of us are uncomfortable with being vulnerable with ourselves our insecurities are beyond high for all the same reasons we felt growing up and even after we've dealt with it it feels all too real when we're hurt again in the dating process. And I noticed this automatically. Like, with my, with some of the relations, how my relationships have ended, when I tell you, I just don't understand. Like, me, I realize, I think I, it comes to realize that I'm not deeply scarred in the way that my counterparts I've dated are scarred. I find that 10 times out of... Not 10 times out of 10. 8... Mm, we'll say 8 out of... Mm, we'll say 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10 times, either this relationship is going to be... Like, the way things end is either someone's cursing me out or I'm going to... I'm ending it. Like, in a way like, oh, have a nice life. You know, goodbye. Like, I us, that's usually how it goes because... Yeah, that's usually, damn, that is legit how it usually goes. That is so sad. Anywho, yeah, that is very sad. Oh, I hope I do not cry on this podcast because that is so, that is just unbecoming of me. I don't know, there's no. There's nothing bad about crying, but gro- that ain't me. That is not me. I don't have time to be crying on a podcast, but we shall see. Y'all may see me cry or tear up. I won't full face cry, but like, I'll like, choke down my words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah we shall see but you know my next reason we go through so we go through a second adolescence and i think this is due to us being held back from authentically being ourselves and most importantly being like experiencing relationships in our adolescence as well as experiencing it early in our adulthood depending on whenever you come out but yeah it's like a a second becoming of experiencing and exploring a new world full of men sex drugs alcohol and it's dangerous it is so dangerous and i think it's not talked about enough it's really not talked about at least of my friend groups we don't talk about it enough like yeah we don't talk about it enough so then on top of that we have the unrealistic expectations standards preferences all that jazz like ooh uh, ooh Yeah, gay men are beyond picky and, well, I'm not going to lie. I've been called picky myself, but I wouldn't consider myself picky. I think, like, I think we need to differentiate standards from pickiness. I think there's, like, basic standards of, like, wanting someone to treat you with respect, um, someone being able to communicate. I think those are, like, basic standards. Then there are preferences more along the lines of, like, what you are attracted to. So like, you know, I'm not gonna get on what I'm attracted to because I ain't about to do that. (laughs) I ain't about to do that to myself. You'll you'll figure out. I wonder if people will start figuring out what my type is based on this podcast. That'll be very interesting. Well, we'll see if I describe we'll see if I name drop. Like if I we'll see by the end of this podcast if I name drop the person that I will be storytelling today. But we shall see. Depending on how this goes, we'll see how heated I get. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so where was I even going with this? Yeah, pickiness, feeling like... I think it's mainly because of social media as well. I think because of social media, the pools of possibilities feels endless. Um, If one guy doesn't work out, then you can ghost them and find a new and better model. And I think that's very toxic. I think that is another thing that's like, Not spoken about, but it's an undertone in the gay community. Uh, And I'm here to shade everybody. You know, I'm here to uh, spill the tea. Uh, So we all expect to have perfect tens for partners, even if we aren't the ten. Um, Everyone is supposed to look like a model in some type of way, be super successful, fit our molds, whatever we created, like our ideal lifestyle. And I think that's like not right because i feel like you never know how your life is going to end up you never know who you're going to end up with so i think being open about whoever you talk to is very important and yeah i think you'll find more success in that more success in like just being open with whoever you talk with being open to just them being having similarities to you and so on Yeah, I think that's very important, because a lot of people then talk about timing, which is the next, yeah, that would be my next topic, timing. Oh, I do not like that. I think there's, like, obviously, there's a right time and place for everything, but in terms of gays, I think of timing as, like, dating and seasons. (laughs) I think, like, what's that term, hot girl summer? I think, like, gays have, like, a hot boy summer and like when it's warm it's like the year of being single and often like the slutty season um as in comparison to the cold it's cuddle and more relationship-based time the time of year a relationship-based time of year and then so yeah like gay men are quick to use seasons as an excuse to why they're allowed to behave in different ways and i just find that toxic like be consistent. Consistency is key. That'll be something I'll be talking about throughout this whole podcast. Consistency is key. Just be consistent. Like, what are you doing? Like, if you want to be, if you want to act like that, that's okay. Like, I'm not shaming anybody. If you want to be whoever you want to be, be that. But be consistent. Like, I understand. I mean, what am I talking about? Because, like, literally, I, I, I'm being a hypocrite. Because literally... In summer, you will see how I'm gonna react. So yeah, scratch that, scratch that. Timing, <laughs> timing is key. <laughs> Never mind on that. Anyway, next topic. So no pressure to be coupled. I will be comparing hetero couples a lot because like that's like the easiest comparison. But yeah, as men, we don't have a biological clock, so being single isn't as frowned upon. Um, also, the pressure to partner isn't completely there so we're okay with being a certain age um you know kids are not a necessary factor that's not like a actual thing that's a possibility more so than uh a guarantee you're not going to go impregnate some man so you know you know that that that's a thing however when we do couple up though the way we operate is a little different as well like i think a lot of people use the term, like, dog years. I I mean, at least I do. Like, I swear, my usual relationship time is three months, and I swear it feels, like, it feels like, well, it doesn't even feel like three months. Honestly, it feels like within a week, but I feel like three months just becomes a thing, like, when I date. And that's usually how when it ends, too, as well, because, like, I feel like if you're not in a relationship by three months, then I don't think you're really meant to. I think you're delaying the inevitable, because, yeah, like, that's just my personal opinion, I don't know, because I haven't had a successful relationship yet, so that's, like, that's another thing, oh, yeah, I've never been in a relationship, I should have probably put that, like, first in the podcast, let me put that in the MO, I have never had, like, a full, I've always had situationships, I've always dated, I've dated a lot, um, but, like, a full-on relationship, bro, no one has... Love, I don't know. I go back and forth of like, okay, is it me or them? But what I've seen is more so them. I think how they react is just not ideal. Like when it comes to the terms of what I talked about with adolescents having a second adolescence, I feel like gay men don't have enough experience with dating that they end up being like childish in a way, like not knowing how to communicate. Because even though I have better a better relationship. I have communication on a down pack. Like, I, that is something I prioritize since jump. Like, before, like, I'm, I'm letting you know, like, your communication has to be there for me to be there with you. Because if there's no communication, there's nothing. There's, what are we doing? This is a waste of my time. And it's a waste of your time. So, let's communicate. So, yeah, that's that. So, yeah, I don't know if dating should be hard. But it, it's been hard for me so far. Like, it's just been very iffy. And yeah, but I don't know, when I when I think about dating, like, there, okay, for example, there's this one TikTok that I just saw, like, I think two days ago, and it's perfect, like, I don't know, I, I want to think back on the quote a little bit, like, it went something, like, around, so here's the thing, I could be into you and still leave you alone, not that I don't want you, I do, but I don't need you. I think that's how it went. I think that's how it went. Oh, girl, watch me. I think that's literally how that went. Watch me watch that back and be like, bro, you, your memory just popped in. Like, you have those moments where out of nowhere, you just remember something. I think that was one of those moments. Anywho, so yeah, I think like me personally, because of my experiences, I want to experience love but I don't want to experience unhealthy attachment ever again. Like, I've dealt with that once. Not unhealthy, atta- like, being attached, attached, but feeling like feeling like you lost something because of the fact that you aren't where you need to be in life to be happy, fully appreciated, appreciative of where you are in life. Like, you're dating someone who makes you feel a certain way because you have, I'm attracted to things that obviously what I'm attracted to, I find ideal. So if I don't have those qualities in myself, then that's going to be a problem. So yeah, that I would never want to do again. I think it was just that that's just really unhealthy. So I'm the type of person that like texting, I'm not a texter. So don't, if you're a big texter and that's your love language or whatnot, I don't think that we would necessarily work because I don't find, I'll text you, but that's not my love language. I find texting, like, I'll text my friends. Like, you know, like, <laughs> texting <laughs> Texting is not a love language to me. I feel like anyone can text. And personally, I don't even text my friends enough. Like, I mean, I text them, but I don't like text them. Like, that's not our thing. Like, that's never been my thing with anybody. So, like, texting is cute for check-ins. Like Like, I love daily check-ins. I love being attentive to like someone being attentive without like you requesting it because to show that they care that is always cute um but yeah like i'm not a big texter so personally i don't feel like you need to tell tell someone that you like them through like texting them or being super responsive like I mean, don't reply a whole day later. That's weird. I don't know. There's different opinions of that. Like people saying they're bad textures and whatnot. I personally don't subscribe to that. I think if you're telling me you're a bad texter and you're admitting that to me, you're trying to use that as as an excuse and make me comfortable with your texting style. And yeah, I don't subscribe to that. I think that is another way of saying you're a bad communicator. And if you're a bad communicator, there's nothing to be, there's nothing to continue. Like, Yeah, I understand we work on things, and I understand that people forget to text back and whatnot, but no, we're not going to use that as an excuse. I don't believe in excuses. We work on what we need to do. We acknowledge things. Like, if you tell me that, like, okay, I'm working on this, then I'll accept that, and we'll talk about it, but don't use that as an excuse. Moving on. Yep, moving on. So when we start um, dating someone, remember that the person is their own has their own routine like we just need to remember that so when you're used to like obviously when you're first starting out dating or talking to a person we get excited and we want to like text that person talk to that person like you know a lot and then often i guess the rate of texting or like just communication kind of fades a little bit so i think we need to like normalize that a little bit like, not, I don't think you should, like, have, like, there should be, like, days passing where you don't talk. I think that's a little weird. Um, I don't know exactly what, like, stage in a relationship that is, but personally, when you're, like, fresh out, like, when you're fresh to talking to someone, I don't, I don't know. I get that some people don't want to be the person to initiate conversation, but somebody has to. Someone has to. So if you want to talk to that person, just initiate. Tell that person how how they make, you know, like, be honest, just be like, it's all becomes communication vulnerability and all that, like, work on that, continuously work on that, Um, yeah, yep, and on that, ooh, on that, I would love to get into outside conversation, like, outside opinion, so on the topic of communication, I think it's important to know that outside opinions shouldn't directly affect your relationship because your relationship is between you and whoever you're dating um so basically helpful advice is cute especially when like you know you can bend to your friends if you're feeling like mental like it's mentally challenging you to be in a relationship but yeah i think you should just have an open communication with your partner first before you even like communicate with like your friends because if you talk to your friends and like basically only talk to your friends about your your partner when there's something bad you're literally putting a lens of negativity on them and that's going to be their imagery with that so with so-and-so like you're not telling about the good things that they're doing um yeah you're just not properly painting that person the right way so i think that's a negative don't don't do too much of that like i think you should always be like you know, have a confidant talk to your parents talk to you i mean whoever your confidant is with your relationship like be open about that and like get helpful um advice and suggestions and look for like you know listen to podcasts as you are doing right now um not necessarily that i'm saying that i'm the best in education but you know i feel like i'm something you know this is something i hope i'm doing something right uh but yeah yeah just don't be too big on outside opinions know how to communicate between you and your partner Is the only thing that should keep your relationship strong. Personally, in my opinion. In my opinion. So on that, let's get into the story time. Ew, I was debating if I really wanted to do this. Like, I really don't like sharing my business, but I'm trying to do something new. I'm trying to just be very open and honest with people. And hopefully, like is a learning experience for majority of you. Like, I think like we need to be, understand that people are going through things. Like I'm a strong person and because I'm a strong person and I know who I am, I'm able to share things and be somewhat vulnerable with people. But I think there are some people that you just need to share stories because there are people like this out there and I think they need to be talked about. Like I've had some wild breakups and relationships, whatever you want to call them. This recent one has been wild. So I'm going to start off with the good. I'm going to, like, explain how we met. Like, this was a good three months. So we met via Instagram. He ended up DMing me. I'm going to name him Casper because I don't know if I want to name drop yet. So Casper DMed me through Instagram, reached out to me, um... We went through talking. I told, At the time, I told him, like, uh, I just want to be friends because I was currently talking to someone at that time, point in time, or, like, not talking, talking, but, like, trying to get to know someone at that time. So I was like, okay, I get to know you as a friend, and that'll just be that. And he respected that, and I respected him for respecting that. Uh, so we were just friends, hung out a few times, And that was that, later on, I stopped talking to whoever was talking to at that time and didn't really tell him that, but we still remained as friends. And I noticed like, attraction started to rise. So it was a conversation that we needed to have. Um, And we ended up crossing the friend line. And then we started dating or not dating. It wasn't official. It wasn't anything exclusive. It never was exclusive. It wasn't anything like, like, you know, with labels, but we basically knew that we were getting to know each other to move into the direction of dating, um, and I'ma jump, I'ma skip ahead basically to, like, a certain portion of the story, um, which was, like, Valentine's Day, that was, like, if you've listened to the podcast, this was the dude that was in my Valentine's, who was my Valentine's, and that was cute, um and so this took place after literally our next day after valentine's or maybe i think we had two dates after that but yeah this took place after valentine's and everything was cute sweet up in the air like feelings were high i thought things the momentum was going great like there was no problems like we had certain hiccups with like regarding communication um scheduling but like normal things that usual i think Or of my idea that a normal relationship has. And we were communicating them properly. We've had no issues of, like, screaming matches. We, like, had certain, like, paragraphs, text, And I know, like, I think that's, like, not necessarily a red flag, but, like, a flag. Some type of flag. Um, But it was, like, normal things. I think there's no, like, there's always miscommunication. So I think as long as you have a healthy way of addressing them, then I think you should be fine. At least that was my idea of being fine. But yeah, continuing on to the story, my last date with him was basically um, him setting up the date and him telling us that we're going to meet at a so-and-so time and that basically meet at his place. And I did that. Came to his place. He ended up surprising me with dinner. He cooked dinner for the both of us and it was really cute. Scissor was playing, like candles were lit. There was wine, there was food hands down, first time he cooked for me, that was just an amazing experience. And the first time a guy has ever cooked for me, might I add, that was cute. That was a cute experience. I would never take that, um, for granted. So I appreciated that, but not, but, but like, yeah, so that happened and, you know, spent the night after that, ended up having a cute cafe moment, like got, I, I don't know, what, like, a cute little breakfast burrito and coffee and smoothie at this one breakfast place, and I told him that I'll plan the next date, and that was that, because I like, ex- like, you know, trading off with dating. I think, uh, everyone should take turns on, like, planning the date, so it's just not on one person. That's kind of what I like to do. I treat my friendships and my relationships the same way, uh, so yeah. Um, at the end of the day, I thought we were also moving steps, because, like, you know, you know the term when the person gives them the your, the key to that their apartment or the key to, the you know their place? Well, I got the code. And you, <laughs> if anybody knows, once you get the code, you feel empowered. You feel like that. bitch, like, you know, this is going into a direction where you feel like you trusted me to give me the code. So I was like, oh my God, this is going in a certain way. And that was that. So... I texted him, I have a perfect date destination for next time. And this was... I don't know if I'm going to do time codes because I don't need that. So, yeah, we don't need to get into time codes. But, yeah, I told him that I have a perfect date lined up. He texted back, responded that... And he always texted back relatively, like, at a, a good time zone. Like, it was never... It was always... He always responded and he always was... I'd never felt that I had to worry about him not responding. So that was, like, that was that, and I appreciated that. So he responded that he couldn't wait, um, and, yeah, and that was that. And I remember him, basically, we texted a a few more things, but that's kind of irrelevant in the story. And, yeah, that was that. So the next day, I think it was about, like, a Sunday, and... I texted him basically asking, um, his schedule for, like, a Friday or Sunday, uh, uh, so I can plan the day and what can revolve around his, his schedule. And he didn't reply, because it was at nighttime, I think, that I texted that, and he didn't reply right away, and that was fine, because it was, like, super, I think it was, like, past 10 o'clock, and, you know, at that time, I expect, like, either they're asleep or they're, they're not. That's just that. And so... He had his read read receipts on. And I personally love that. Like, if you have your read receipts on, I think that's really healthy. I think that's really healthy in communication. But it also... I don't know. It keeps you accountable for when you want to, like, respond to someone. So, and that being said, so I noticed that the next day he still hasn't read the message. But he posted on social media like that that morning that i don't know what exactly it was but he posted on his story and i was like oh okay so he hasn't responded to my text that's fine and that same morning my friend texted me about like you know having plans for that weekend so i was like okay he needs to text me back or or else like you know i'm going to have to like i can say yes to this person or i can say yes to you basically And so I texted him. I was like, never mind with a smiley face. And will I say, I'll admit, it wasn't necessarily passive aggressive, but it was kind of like, okay, you know, you had time to like reply. And I just cut it like, cut it That Never mind. I'm gonna go with this plan. And that was that. he said, I'll probably, and as soon as I texted that, bam, decides to text back. I'll probably be more free on Saturday. By this week, it's super up in the air because my friend from, you know, wherever is visiting unless you're not free anymore. So I texted back, hmm, I was, but you took your time. I was invited to an event, but I'm still debating whether I should go. Depending on the week, I'll follow up. Let me know if you end up seeing your best friend. So he automatically decided to get defensive. Like, was like, he basically responded by saying, you texted me at, like, 1030, and I actually went to bed earlier because I got drunk after dinner, and then I've been working this morning, and not even 12 hours, for, it's not even 12 hours. I personally was kind of confused, like, one, I don't understand why, like, that, I didn't, accuse you of anything i know like i kind of said it well in my perception of when i texted hmm i was i was but you took your time it was kind of a jokey matter like i didn't like obviously within like a night span in the morning i'm not gonna assume for you to like reply super fast but it was more so along the lines of like oh my friend came in the picture so like you know, they reached out to me saying that they wanted to do this with me. And I accepted that. So, you know, we'll see, whatever. Like, you know, I don't want to, like, cancel on my friend and, you know, such and such. But, yeah, I just gave a thumbs up because I didn't really want to get into it. And that was just that. So, I think three hours probably passed. and It was probably, like, 11-something that day. Same day. And I get a FaceTime. And this man does not FaceTime me. When I tell you... On the topic of love languages, like, I've had the discussion of, like, texting, FaceTiming, what exactly my um, preferred communication is, is, and it's FaceTiming, but he rarely ever FaceTimed me because he was, like, because of work, and I knew he was working, so I kind of felt it, like, it was concerning that, like, oh, okay, he's FaceTiming me at a random, out the blue, no no text, didn't ask, just FaceTime me. And as soon as I answered the FaceTime, I saw his face, I was like, oh, something's wrong. Um, So, yeah, he ended up talking to me and basically described being like, oh, I felt, like, very worked up by the fact of, like, how you responded to that, and, like, I guess the text messages. He felt that um, it was... petty in a way, I guess, or just, like... Which, I will say, it was somewhat passive-aggressive, but it wasn't in the extent of, like, being anything. It was kind of, like, you know, just, like... I don't know. It was just very direct, like, oh, this is what this is happening, and let me know what your situation is. And that was just that. That's how I sent it. That's how I interpreted it. But he interpreted it differently. He saw it as me being um i guess aggressive and just like i don't know exactly i don't want to speak on him too much but like speak on how his viewpoint of how it was because obviously in the facetime he told me how he felt about it and how it made him feel but to each their own i'm not gonna like try to tell what his words are because i can't recap i have no documentation of what he actually said so i'm not even gonna get into that but yeah, he just felt like he felt some type of way about it and felt that um that wasn't what he wanted. And, you know, it was basically like an iffy point of the relationship. That was kind of like, it wasn't necessarily that it was over. Or from my point of view, it wasn't that it was over. It was kind of like more so of along the lines of, this is how I felt. And after the conversation of what he said, I expressed that this is not how... I made meant to make you feel, but I understand um your point of view and I val like, you know, your feelings are validated or not validated but are valid. Um and so on. And then he told me, Well, um, we'll talk about it later, and that was that. End of the FaceTime and that was that and I got back to work. Personally, I did not like that he called me during a work hour. I didn't understand that. I feel like he um was thinking about it while he was working and felt like he needed to like speak about it because it was on his mind. But I feel like it's kind of weird to, like, spring an issue on someone during a work period because it's like, I'm working. I don't know. That was just weird. That's just my own thing. That's my own preferences. Like, I never choose to, like, put people in situations and put people in a mind state that's, like, does not need to happen at this moment. But to each their own. But, yeah, so ended up not talking the whole time. That was a Monday and didn't talk. And I think by Wednesday, I noticed that on social media, he unfollowed me. So this was like the first thing I was like, oh, so this is serious, serious. Like, yeah, I didn't think much of it. I was kind of just going about my business. I was like, I don't want to really like, I guess I didn't really feel the need to address it at that point. Because I thought it's something that we can, like, address just, like, later on and just, like, be chill about it. But, like, once he did that, I was like, oh, okay, so we're for real, for real. Like, we're upset, upset. Like, this is the drawing point. So, yeah, I ended up texting him that Wednesday saying, hey, Casper, let me know if you're free to FaceTime. Um, I was going to reach out Friday, but I see I've noticed that you're acting out. Not the best choice of words to say acting out, but it wasn't that, like... It was in a humorous way. You know, I don't know. Maybe my sense of humor is just a little... Oh, my. It's not cute. It's cute when there's not, uh I guess, a situation happening. Like, we're not on rocky, like, rocky terms. But at that point in time, I don't think it was, like... There's a place in time to do something. I don't think that was a place in time. Because I thought... Uh, stuff just got serious. So after I texted that... He immediately responded with, I don't, Um, my grandpa passed tonight, I'm getting ready to go to a funeral this weekend, don't have the emotional capacity to deal with anything else. So I'm going to break that down of how I perceive that. So personally, felt really bad and sympathetic to his grandpa dying. Um, So let me just read my responses. So I said, damn, I'm sorry to hear that. I wish you and your family the best in grieving. Lastly, I'm not going to get into it now because you have to, uh, you have enough to deal with, but when you're ready, I'd like to address your FaceTime and you unfollowing me. I decided to give you space, and maybe that was misinterpreted as me not caring, but I'd prefer to talk before you cut me off. This is bad timing due to your loss, but I'd rather not delay any lo- longer given your actions. And I thought that was very, like... I don't know. I, don't, I didn't see that as being misinterpreted. Let me know if that could have been misinterpreted. But I thought that was very clear and respectful for, like, you know, given the situation, because how I necessarily felt by him saying that is that him using his grandpa passing... I understand that, Loss, you need a second. I understood that that was, like, a second that... You know, I needed to calculate this person just lost a person in their life, regardless of how close they are. They lost someone that was like a, a pillar or something, you know, like, you know, it was just like, you know, They it's a loss. A loss is a loss. And I understood that. And I was very empathetic and sympathetic to the whole situation. So uh, I was like, I'll give you time to process that whole thing. But later on in the conversation, I just saw things pop up and it just seemed like he was using that as a way to put what we were ha- going through on pause because yeah, I think it was just a way to like put it on pause and not deal with it. And I think you have to prioritize relationships. You need to, you can't put things on pause when it comes to a relationship. You have to face things head on. And I think that challenges you um, with communication and being put under pressure and seeing how you will react. And when I tell you, buckle up because the reaction, like, it was not cute. It was not cute. It was not giving at all. It was not giving. So, to continue, so after I said that, that was on a Wednesday. Skimming forward, I sent that. He left me on red. He left me on red. That was the first time he's ever left me on red. Or, no, yeah, that was the first time he's left me on red. And he left me on red till Saturday. So what is that? What is that? Five days? Well, no. What is that? That's like three days? Yeah, three days left on red. So at that point, I was kind of done being very sympathetic. Because at that point, yeah, uh, it felt like... At that point, I had my notes ready. I was expecting this to end. Because, one, he texts me every day. Every day. When I tell you you expect, you build expectations by people's routines and patterns. Given his routine and his patterns, I knew that this was not usual. And I knew it in my head that this was probably going to end. And I was necessarily okay with that due to how I treat relationships and how I take notes on like the whole relationship and being mentally preparing myself and like, not, like being keeping on top of red flags. Um Yeah, that's a whole nother thing. But yeah, so I ended up texting him. I had to reach out again on Saturday, basically saying, Hey, Casper. So I mentioned you reaching out whenever you were ready, but with time, I've come to my own realizations. I sympathize with loss and bereavement, but it doesn't dismiss your actions. I've come to terms with everything that's transpired between us, such as our differences in communication, schedules, etc. Ultimately, your choice to leave our relationship in an awkward place after... Our last Facetime, then unfollowing me and practically ghosting me is disrespectful and unjustifiable regarding your situation. We all go through things, but you decided you deciding to cut me off without communication is clear that you're not as invested, sympathetic, and or emotionally available as I'd hoped. I would appreciate talking with you via um, with you versus iMessage but you've made no indication that you care. Although I hope this isn't goodbye, your choice to not respond says otherwise. I'm open to talking till Monday. That last part, open to talk till Monday, could be like, you know, that can be misinterpreted, but like, that was it. Like, I'm gonna be honest. That was when, that was the deadline, girl. I was like, anything other than that, that was, it was cut off. It was, it was what it does. So, immediately, it's so funny. Like, I swear, to a T, anytime, like, he, his communication standards, really good at communication, but anytime he didn't like something, hours, day, like, a, a good a good reply the next day type of stuff. Like, it was very, he was easy to read, and I think because he was easy to read and predict, it was easy for me to keep track on his emotions and keep track on how this relationship was going to go, like, you know, forecasting in the future. Is that only for weather? I don't know. You know, predicting, foreshadowing the future. That's what I should say. So, yeah, that's what that happened. So he ended up, oh, girl, get ready for this, because this, if you're driving, have your seatbelt on, brace yourself. This was crazy. This is where we get crazy, and this is where when I tell you there is a certain way and manner and decor that you handle yourself. This was with. Let me get you the t- um, the the texting day because he sent me a whole paragraph, and he texted me this paragraph within I think a good ten minutes. Within a good ten minutes, he texted this whole thing. So he said, "Noah, I can't believe that I'm having to type this out right now as I'm in the airport getting ready to go bury my grandpa." When I called you last week, that was me being courteous and letting you know that it was over. I told you it was not working for me. I thought I was very clear. Your actions and attitude towards me for the last few weeks constantly made me feel like shit or second-guessing myself. Especially with your sarcastic comments and refusal to respect boundaries. I mean, seriously pressing for details about... I don't know if I want to share that because that's not my business to share. Um, I couldn't believe it. Mentally, I was already giving you multiple multiple second chances and opportunities for me to give you the benefit of the doubt in every situation, but last week, after just having a night out with friends and not texting you back right away, and the way you were immediately petty made me rethink the second chances I was giving you. I want someone who will respect my boundaries and my prior relationships and friendships. I will not be a codependent and will not apologize for spending time with people who I love. So I guess you just pushed me a bit too far, and that's why I FaceTimed you. That was me being courteous and letting you know it was over face-to-face so I didn't just ghost you. I know you're not used to being told no, but sorry, it's not going to work. It's over. Bye. So, girl, when I tell you, when I had that message, I think I'm reading it more cautiously now but once he texted that I instantly was like okay let me respond I felt like the message was rude it wasn't necessarily rude rude it was direct but I think about how his actions of leading up to it and everything was kind of just like girl that is not true because of the way you went about things you don't unfollow someone randomly after telling them that I'll talk to you later and never talk to them. Like, that's not saying you're done. If something's done, you know it's done. Like, there was no official timestamp of when things were done. So I disagreed with that. You know, everyone agrees to disagree. But yeah, that was very interesting. I think some of the things that he said was condescending um i think in all it was just an ugly way to end things and then with that with me trying to like i s- tried to respond noticed i was blocked blocked me on all social media well except one he specifically left one social media for me to reply to that was another interesting oh he was a virgo by the way so with that information you can do with whatever you want uh <laughs> as well uh, but yeah, it was just very interesting. And after that, like I just realized, I was like, mm, I think there's just a certain way you speak to people. That wasn't how I would conduct speaking to someone. Like yeah, it just was very condescending and it was kind of degrading. It was like there was things in that um in there that I really noticed that it was like okay. I told you that out of confidence, and you tried to weaponize that against me. And that's some, like, it was just petty. All in all, the essay was, like, there was certain truths, there was certain, like, well, his truths, like, his perceptions, I understood. And I always try to look at other people's point of views and try to understand them. Um, so there's that. But there's just a way that you handle yourself and how you t- speak to people. And I don't think that was the way to handle yourself, especially not blocking someone and like not allowing someone to like respond to what you have to say. Because I understand you don't want to have like a constant back and forth, but it wasn't even like that. Like we never had arguments like that. There was never points. This was the first time he's ever one vocalized his own concerns regarding whatever he said here, but also the first time he's switched his tone with me so i found that just like a complete jump out of character i understand like given the situation no i don't understand let me stop let me stop justifying because that was not i I didn't find it justifiable but yeah that was that um and i guess i basically shared this story because i ended up well i'll share my response basically to give my version of what a healthy way to end things with someone is. So let me try to find that real quick. Okay, so I responded by Casper. I don't understand how you thought it was okay to treat me like that. I've been nothing but sympathetic and nice to you. I never pressed you about your, oh, um, I um, I never pressed you on anything. I cared about you and yes, I got annoyed with some things, but I openly communicated with you For you to blow up on me and block me is ridiculous. I don't see how you can say you cared for someone and then decide to treat me like this. It all seems performative. I'm sad that's how you decided to handle ending things with me. Regardless, I wish you the best, and I hope someday you heal from whatever you're dealing with. Goodbye, Casper. Purposely, Noah. And that was that. I think... Like, what I've learned... I've learned a few things. Like, I've dealt with this type of, like, retaliation in the past. It's never cute. I find that, like, I, when I talk to my friends, they haven't dealt with men coming for them like that. They don't deal with emotional abuse. You know? Like, I mean, some people do. Some people do. But most likely, like, if you're done with someone, just cut it off. Cut ties off. If you ain't into me, if things aren't working... Be civil about it and go about your day. If it's really, like, emotions should not be high unless there is something. Like, you know, if you were done, I don't see why your emotions, there would be so much emotion in it. I don't know. It depends on the, it depends on the relationship. But given our relationship, that, that was not giving. That was just like, like, I don't know. I don't know. I personally read it very, like, I tried to keep, my perceptions and how I read text. Like, I don't like to give it too much attitude. I like to read it as the words just go, so I can hear it from different tones of voices, you know, like, so I don't like do too much. But yeah, so personally, I just found it disrespectful. But anyways, so what I've learned is that try to see one another's point of view. Miscommunication is guaranteed. This has happened two times, like like a blow up like this from someone else. I personally never blow up on anyone. I've never blocked someone. I've never had to result in any type of like, like anything like that. I don't do that. I don't need to like, that's just not how I end relationships, but to each their own. Um, I get there is a block for like, there's a block button for a reason. But I think that's more on the stream cases. Like if someone doesn't know how to end a relationship, does not know how to like, just, you know, yeah, there's a block button for a reason. I feel like everyone knows the extreme versions of why you would block someone. But yeah, so I try to see someone's point of view. Um, I try to know when something's worth addressing. I think with this situation in hand, um I've learned that I think everything, if anything bothers you, I think it's worth addressing. Even the small things, but I don't think you should address it to change their mind. I think you should address it to let it be known and to make sure that you're not holding on to anything. That's what I've taken from this in my previous experiences. I address everything that makes me uncomfortable, that makes me feel some type of way that is on my mind because I'm not about to be go- going insane, contemplating whether or not this is how you feel, this is what they meant by this. I need to know what you meant. You need to explain yourself, and that is that. If you don't feel like explaining yourself, then then I'm not dealing with it. I'm personally like, I feel like you, if I'm communicating with you, you need to communicate with me, and that's just that. Um, So that gets me into my three C's, communication, compromisation, and consistency those three things are key for my relationships to work. Like, yeah, I think that's how my friendships work. I don't see the difference in how that should, shouldn't apply to relationships. I think it more, like, should more, I don't know, shouldn't more, I I feel like very discombobulated because I'm just like, ugh. Even reading that text, I'm like, ew, how do you like tag someone like that? But that's just disgusting. Anyways, So, yeah. So, I think allow your hearts to stay open even after we've experienced hurt and pain. Like, I think after this experience, I just noticed how much I can endure from people and still be... Like, obviously, I am somewhat annoyed and, like, not necessarily hurt, but just, like, thrown by the whole situation. Because I'm like, why are you... Why would you... I don't know, just me personally, I just don't treat people like that. That's just my own my own thing. So because of my own expectations and what how I move in this world, I expect my counterpart or partner or future or whatever to have the same respect and morals and courtesy towards human beings as I do. So yeah, that's just that. Um, it's beyond difficult to meet someone we're attracted to in every way. And if we do, we have to remember that no one is perfect. If we are lucky enough to meet someone with whom our souls connect in in, a, in an effortless way, we need to water that relationship because it's rare. If we find someone that treats us as well, um, is as kind, and looks at us like we look at them, then we found someone special regardless of all the rules. Relationships are hard. It's hard work. And nothing comes easy. Um, everything that's worth I guess everything that's worth something doesn't come easy. So keep your head up and don't stress. If you haven't found your partner, if you haven't been in a relationship and you have, you know, if your relationships have been a mess, don't stress. Like literally dating, gay dating, it's really hard, but nothing worth having comes easy. So lead with love, positivity, and more than anything, be open. Keep an open heart and be open to whatever it could be. As always, that's going to be that. Stay purposely you, y'all, and have a great day. Yeah, just stay positive, guys, because we all going through it.